Welcome to the NECF Podcast, where we share our weekly sermons and faithfully interpret the Bible to encourage and direct you on your spiritual path. We're our devoted pastors and special guests delve into the depths of the Bible, exploring its profound lessons and useful applications for your daily life. First and foremost, truth is not simply whatever works. Praise God. Truth is not simply whatever works. Because you try it and it works, it appears to be the truth because they said it will happen, they did it and it happened. Praise God. They said it will happen, try it out, it work. That's not necessarily the truth. Join us as we explore the timeless truth that have the power to change people's hearts and minds, promoting a closer relationship with God and a firm belief in His promises. Design is nothing of the old idea. The design has been the first one was in the 1969, even though it's an argument about it. In the 1969, they designed the first one. And they, that one actually worked. In fact, the one that they designed later on in the 82, that one stayed, the person actually lasted for like six months and then he died. When he died, everybody was happy, it was, it was all in the news. And the next person that did it run was for two years. He died and it just goes to, and now they're advances on the designs and everything. It just goes to tell you that man can try as much as he can, but the design of God is perfect, praise God. The design of God is perfect, and most times we tell people, oh, if you know, the causes of heart diseases are very, they are very avoidable, praise God. And the, I think yesterday I was looking at the statistics. There's over one million people who need heart transplant, from the heart transplant. The number of people that need heart transplant, over a million, and like 600 of them are in America, praise God. Over 600 of them, and you can, you can see that there's a root cause of the problem. People are being lied to, and as a result of lies, they stop themselves from things that end up causing harm to their overall health. So, believers, I submit to you this morning just to start and to help us out. The truth is very important in this world that we're living in, where there's a lot of things that can go under the radar. I think uh, I was talking, we're talking about in our cell group. You see, there are things, there's, there's technological wise, you know, health wise, there's the Lies and food wise, there's the lies that we've been lied to. And even in technology, there's the lies that we've been lied to. How many of you have seen Deepfake? How many of you know what Deepfake is? Okay, a couple of people raised their hands. So some of you don't know what Deepfake is. Now, now technology has gone past. So I think the video was a TED Talk, we watched it, where they showed us a couple of videos. They said, which one of them is real? To be honest, all of them look the same. Obama was saying things that I was like, wow, Obama shouldn't be saying this kind of a thing. But Actually, it wasn't Obama that was saying those things. It was somebody actually was saying it, but he had a lot of pictures of him, videos of him, blogs of him. They from that, they passed it through the computer. AI did a very good job, and AI now can do a lot of things. I have seen like the hikes they're taking this AI video. It's also a department in the university. Praise God, where people go to learn how to <laughs> do it properly, and people can fake voices. People have people can call you on the phone. They sound like somebody you know, but they actually. You, you, you move some deepfake to subliminal messaging where people give you messages that you don't even know they had given you, and then you act on those messages and you don't even know that, and then a lot of conspiracy theories. So, we're living in a world where truth is very important. If you don't pay attention to truth, you will fall for a lie. Praise God. So, and believers have to be on a guard, right? You have to be on a guard because there's a lot of things that we entertain that really 
You shouldn't be entertaining. Praise God. What the enemy is trying to do is, the enemy is trying to desensitize you. He's trying to make you see it as normal. Make you see it as okay. Don't harm you. After all, it's just, I think in our cell, I think I was telling them, I said, we are being lied to and we should not deny the fact that we're being lied to. And if we come around as, you know, we try to act our part more in church, but we, when they say, okay, what do you think about this? That's why I asked myself, and I'll say, we ask, I said, what, what are the benefits of sexual immorality? <laughs> they were like, what's this? Why are you asking this kind of question? I said, I know that in the church setting, when you ask somebody that kind of a question, I'll tell you, no, no, it's against the word of God, but outside of here, you have articles. You have doctors coming out and telling you the benefits, you know, it clears your mind, you know, tells you things like it allows you to be creative, it helps your creativity. And we act like we don't hear those things. Praise God. But we thank God that in our studies, we went into God's Word, and that's where I think I would like to start from. Yeah? We went into 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 3, and I love the way we was wanted, like the Bible study team, um, thanks to the education pastor. They are receiving it in our cells, and it's really, it's really a blessing. And I don't know about you, but some of you that don't attend cell meetings, this is the time where I do a bit of advert because people that advert will not. And it's for your own good. Praise God. Thank you so much. It says, For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that ye abstain from fornication. Your translation will say, Abstain from We use the word to avoid sexual fornication. And, and it's there. All of the fornication there is sexual immorality. Praise God. And when we ask, What is sexual immorality? Some people are trying to the word sex is there. And immoral is there, praise God. And if you don't hold to the word of God as true, you'll be lied to by the world, praise God. And the world will make it as healing, will give you all the benefits, all the things. And, and we're going to see a couple of things very shortly. And, and I will just start by telling us what truth is not. What truth is not. What truth is not. First and foremost, truth is not simply whatever works. Praise God. Truth is not simply whatever works. Because you tried it and it works, it appears to be the truth. Because they said it will happen, you did it, and it happened. Praise God. They said it will happen, you tried it out, it worked. That's not necessarily the truth. Because truth is tested over time. Praise God. That's why people tell you time will tell, right? People tell you things like time will tell. Because if it's the truth, if you try it in North Cyprus, it works. You try it in America, it works. You try it around the world, and you say whatever works is not still true, except you test it by standard. Praise God. And truth is not simply what is coherent or understandable. That's another point. Because it is coherent, it makes sense. Somebody explained it, and they put it together, it makes sense. That makes it true. Praise God. I have heard a lot of things that it makes perfect sense, right? To any untrained mind. It makes sense. But for somebody that has studied or understands what it said, you know, I think we're um, Pastor Victor, we need to exchange things between ourselves about in the world of education. People have been lying. There are big professors around the world that will shock you when you fact you'll be like, some of us that are in the field we know that we're not disappointed, but we know that this thing happened. Where a whole high and mighty professor will pick data to make it make sense. And things can be made up. You read it, 
understandable, but it's still a lie. Truth is not what makes people feel good. Praise God. Truth is not what makes people feel good. Some of us, and they say, ah, oh, please sexual immorality sounds like, ah, oh, no, 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 no. It makes me feel good. That's why I engage in it. Understand that it makes you feel good doesn't mean that you are living contrary to the will of God. Praise God. Doesn't mean that you are living in the will of God because it makes you feel good. Praise God. We have a world where people want to do things because they feel good about it. Praise God. We have a world where people, when, when you don't feel good about something, you don't do it. The things you feel good about, you do it. Praise God. How many of you feel good about brushing your teeth? Yeah, for some people, like, yeah, people feel good. Some people, a lot of people don't feel good about brushing your teeth. But you do it. You did it because you had to do it. If not, life sitting next to you in the service will not be, it's not the service might, not, might just not be blessed because you, <laughs> you are next to somebody that did it. Praise God. There are certain things that really doesn't make you feel good, but you do it because you have to. Praise God. Some of us, paying our school fees is not the best of If there's a way you could go around it, you would, but you have to do it because that's what the school requires for you to be able to 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 learn or to study. So that's another, another point is truth is not what the majority say it is. Praise God. Because a lot of people tell you something is true doesn't mean that it's true. And most of us we are giving it to oh I read this place, that place, this place, and they say it's very and then you now conclude because it's 51% 49%. Like 51% more people and we know that this thing doesn't really work because if you want to do, there's a lot of people that are telling lies that are louder than the people that are even telling the truth. So, so it means that what your pool of data is already flow because a lot of people come in and they will give you, and it's like the people that lie, they are loud about their lies. And that's why sometimes you get suspicious about people. You have to ask yourself, what is in, what is in for this person? Praise God. I'm doing all this to set the background because we're going somewhere. Praise God. And truth is not what is comprehensive. Praise God. Sometimes some people can write. You know, have you ever seen a lengthy message, but there was nothing inside? Somebody composes, you know, this is what it is, because it is what it is. If it's not what it is, it can't be what it is. Without what it is, it cannot be true. Just then at the end of the day, you ask yourself, what have I just read? You can have a comprehensive note, text message, whatever it is, and there's no element of truth in it. And sometimes we tend to grade or want to tend to assess things by quantity because the person said a lot of convincing things and you can lump all these things together to name one. Praise God. And truth is not defined by what is intended. Like if you have good intentions, you can have good intentions and you are still telling a lie. Praise God. Some people have good intentions about what they're about to say, but it's not founded on God's word. And it's obviously a lie. Praise God. And truth is not how we know it, right? Because sometimes we know it a certain kind of way, but we're believing a lie all along. Praise God. And some of us coming into reading God's word for ourselves, there are certain things that we found out that really, and somebody said, in my opinion, you know, and people say that a lot. Say, what I think, you know, what you think. <laughs> Might not be true, praise God. See, my own, my humble opinion, sorry, my humble opinion, I believe that, yes, your humble opinion is going to be more humble 
when it's from God's word. Praise God. Because God's word is, is received with meekness. Praise God. That's just by the way. So it's really what we know from God's word that is true, not how we know it. Truth is not simply what is believed. Praise God. A lot of people believe something and it's really not true. Praise God. And some, some of those things that people do growing up when they tell you, okay, if there's too much salt in the food, I you sure? I don't know if you have that. Certain, certain very interesting things that if you, like you just put, okay, some of us are not that local, we are very posh, we don't really relate to some of these things. There are certain funny things like when there's too much salt in the food, just pour some salt in the fire and it will somehow balance the salt. <laughs> I don't know, over time people believe that that's too much. But, you know, when you, when you, are, assigned, when you are going to school, I have studied, so there are certain things that you just naturally you say this thing is rubbish. Why do we believe? How do we even come to that place where we are thinking those things work honestly? <laughs> because you believe something works doesn't still it's a lie that you believe and you have to let it go. And because some um, truth is not what is publicly proven, right? Because people prove things publicly, they come out and they are publicly saying this is how it works. We have shown science and I've seen things I think I've I mean, in science too I can use that practically because it's scientific. Somebody would say, oh a very practical example they say oh we this was a um, energy drink brand. They wanted to tell people that energy drink is very very effective. This is their energy drink or energy drink in general is very effective. So what they did was that they caught they had like five people I know they had a small sample size where they Divided them into groups. So, one group, they did not give food for a period. They said, all of them, they went to the same, they did not feed them, the other group did not feed them. So, at the end of the day, they, after they had fasted for a long period of time, they now give, give a particular group water, right? And they gave a particular group their energy drink, right? And obviously, the people that took energy drink, and then they asked them to perform a sport on or they ask them to run. And obviously, the people that took energy drink outperformed the people that, that actually drank water. And why is it is that the, they did not explain to us the content of the energy drink. So, in the energy drink, there's sugar and a couple of other things, but the major ingredient here is sugar. How many of us have had incidents where you are feeling this and then you got one or two? All of a sudden, your eye was bright. You were able to do all things, praise God, <laughs> except jump from a straight <laughs> Because there's a rush, your body needs it, and then sugar gets into your system. And so, obviously, the whole experiment is flawed. The public had just told us because if you're looking at what works, the people that took the energy drink excel as the people that took just plain water. Energy drink people had water with sugar inside of it and a couple of other things and they were obviously doing well on the long run. Note that the people that take the energy drink, there's there are things that happen to them over time. Praise God. People that take water will excel over the truth is that water gives you a form of energy, but food is what actually was designed to run with and your body has the required energy. I just did all of this to set the stage and then I'll quickly 
move to another part of this where we have a couple of people that tell you, um, this is my truth, right? It's my truth. You can, your truth is your truth. My truth is my truth. So people do that to just, you know, I told you earlier that people like things their way, right? So any way to not, just for peace to reign, this is how you do it, this is how I do it. So just leave me to do things my way and you do things your way. But the thing about truth is that truth is not subjective, right? And I'll explain what objective truth is and subjective truth. Objective truth is something that is true for everyone. That is objective truth. It's true for everyone. Whatever they agree, that is, whether they agree with it or not, objective truth is true for everyone. And then the opposite now is subjective truth. The opposite of it now is subjective truth. So it's the subject now that determines whether it's true or not. And I have an example to explain my point. You know, yeah, I think this has happened a couple of times. Right? Somebody just come and say, Sir, this summer is the hottest summer ever. You know, that statement is a very subjective one, right? Because I am the one that is measuring whether the summer is hot. Because I believe previous summers was not as hot as this summer. Praise God. And, you know, when I make a statement like that, some of you say, yes, sir. It's true. This summer is very hot. And you will concur with me. But some group of you will say, no, no, no. You are not here in 2015. 2015 is the hottest summer. You know that we can be doing all our analysis, but first and foremost, you are not the thermometer. Praise God. You are not the thermometer. You are not measuring and you don't work with any of those departments where you are tracking. You know, the, only, the only time you can say, this summer is the hottest summer is when you have data, right? And the data has to be, you know, not skewed data, not the one that you make you make to see what you want to say. Praise God. And and it's very important that we understand that people can tell you what they feel, and it's not necessarily true. Because if I think I've said this before, if you are broke in that summer, there is a tendency that, that not having money can translate into more heat. Because you might not have the money to turn on the air condition and all of those things. And you know, there's a couple of factors that if you put it together, the fan was not working and you didn't have money to buy another fan, and then there's no hair, and then your hunger too was linked to mix because if you don't have money, you don't have so when you now start saying that this summer is the hottest summer, you know, your data is not the skewed already. It's not a clear data baseball. So I've said all this to bring us to that point where we understand that if truth is not anchored on something or someone, there's going to be a problem. And you don't say, yeah, 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 it's true, it's true. And then when that comes, and then some people, when they hear the truth, you know, there's different consequences depending on what the truth is about, right? If the truth is anchored on somebody's, somebody being alive or somebody, or you being a life or like when life is involved in that truth, it's dangerous for you to go and then you say, Yeah, I've gotten this thing, this is the truth. And then you go and then you because you would have killed some people before the news now come breaking news. The previous information you heard was all a lie. Sorry, some people have died already, and then you have been part of the people that sponsored the death of other people. Praise God. 
So, I really want us to come to a place where we understand that truth is very important and truth has to be anchored on something. Praise God. And taking us back to scripture, understanding that all of those things is, there are laws that we have in nature, there are laws that they are true, right? You jump off this building without a parachute and anything, you fall. It's true that when you fall, we we're talking about it when we saw a cat this morning. Say, ah, this cat, if you fling it from this window, cat will land down, land there, and save. You know, it's true for the cat. Praise God. It's true for the cat. They say they have nine lives. It's true. They <laughs> say you don't have any of those. You have just one life. When it's gone, it's gone. Praise God. You don't come back again as maybe a cat or a butterfly. Praise God. I just have to drop it in there for some people that hold on to that belief in God. Praise God. And truth is in opposition. The opposition of truth is the lies, right? Because where truth thrives, we see there's a there's a, there's a consequence or there's a result for truth and there's a result for lies, right? Praise God. And and in the scriptures, we know that the scripture refers to the devil as a father of lies. And any one, like the whole origin of lies is from the enemy himself. And then we have truth as finding a source from God Almighty. Praise God. And we see I don't want to go ahead of myself, but with you rejecting the truth is that you are swallowing a lie. Praise God. You saying no to the truth is you automatically saying yes to the lie. So you can't be on the fence. Praise God. And we have believers that try to be all things to all men, try to very much not offend anybody. Know that you are actually compromising on the truth. Praise God. You are compromising on the truth. And it's just a matter of time. You will compromise and the compromise will be evident. Praise God. The word truth in the Greek is refers to divine revelation. Praise God. The word truth in the Greek refers to divine revelation. It's also related to something that cannot be given. Praise God. How many of you know that we are a secret center and a deal that cannot be given? Can you hide light? Can you hide light? You cannot hide light. Because once there is darkness, truth comes in or light comes in, it dispels the darkness in the place. And the more light you have, the more darkness disappears. Praise God. So the more truth resounds, the more lies goes away. Praise God. And we thank God for the church of NECF. We try to we ensure that what you're hearing is the truth, anchored on God's word. And the word in Hebrew is it means firmness. It means firmness. It means firmness. It means faithfulness and reliability. Praise God. It means firmness, faithfulness, and reliability. And going to the scripture, going very much to the scripture that we looked at in Second John, and John wrote this letter. John, in the church, John, you see that he wrote to Gaius, and then here he is writing to someone referred to as lady. And the children lady in my translation and her children. He now says something. He says, whom I love in the truth. He says, whom I love in the truth. There's something about loving in the truth. 
Praise God. That means your love is void of error, lies. And it says, as does everyone else who knows the truth. Meaning that there, there's knowing the truth and there's loving in the truth. Praise God. There's knowing the truth and there's loving in the truth. It says, because the truth lives in us and we and will be with us forever. Praise God. The truth lives in us and will be in us forever. It means that there's knowing the truth, there's loving the truth, there's the truth being resident in you forever. Praise God. There's the truth resident in you forever. And then in verse 3, it says, Grace, mercy, and peace, which comes from the fa- God the Father and from Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, will continue to be with us who live in the truth and love. You see the synergy of truth and love, hence the topic walking in the truth. If you're walking in the truth, you're walking in love. Praise God. Because the truth is resident in you and you love in the truth. And the truth is not going anywhere, right? The truth is staying in you till the until the very end and eternity. Praise God. So, once you have something, and that thing that you have is of value, praise God. Let me just take us very quickly. Let me, let's, let's go to John 14, verse 6. John 14, verse 6. Praise God. He says, Jesus said unto them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Praise God. He says, I am the way, the truth, the life. And he says, No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Praise God. When he says, when somebody tells you, I am the way, what does that communicate to you? means that there is no other way, right? means that even if there is another way, it doesn't lead to the one in question. Praise God. He says, the way. He says, I am the way. So it means that that door, at the end of the door, is God the Father. Praise God. means that it's our access to the Father. Praise God. And he also goes to say, I am the truth. Praise God. It says, I am the truth, and then finalizes it with the light as well. Praise God. And note that a believer that is in the truth, right, is living in the way. I don't know how to, but I will try to put it. Because you are in the truth, you are already in fellowship. And this is, we, we say we are ambassadors, right? Ambassadors, we are reconciling men to God because we are reconciled ourselves to God so we can reconcile men to God, praise God. And then he says, we believe in the truth. That's basically what brings us into the way, right? That's what brings us to because believing in God is what grants us access to the Father. And because the truth is in us, we have the truth and we walk in the truth. And then he now says the life. And the life there is not your everyday living, the life that the cat has, the life that 
that every other person has. The life there is not bios. The life there is Zoe. It's a life that is not on this plane. Praise God. It's a life that is far beyond just everyday living. Praise God. And that is what he's saying. He's saying that, in other words, what he'll be implying is that you receiving the life of Christ means that you are in the way. Right? Means that you are in the way. And it means that you believe in the truth. Or you have believed the truth and you are believing in the truth. Praise God. And then he says, you have the life now that is abundant. Praise God. And all those things have to be put together in its perspective for you to understand what the truth is. And what is the truth? I'm going to say that the truth is a divine revelation, right? Divine revelation is something that cannot be hidden. Praise God. The same way we that walk in the truth are a city set on the hill that cannot be hidden. And the truth is faithful. The truth is trustworthy. The truth is reliable. Praise God. And I want us to understand that if you have the truth, you need to guard the truth. You need to protect it, right? Scripture tells us that we should guard our hearts with all diligence. There are certain things that want to confuse what you have as a truth. Praise God. And a very practical example was, I think, our lead pastor was teaching us on forgiveness, right? Teaching us on forgiveness. And as a believer, if you choose not to forgive, what will be the implication of that action? Because the way, the truth, the life has has made a way for you to be forgiven, right? And then you, that now is living the way, and you know the truth, and you are living out that life. And that's why the part of living is something that doesn't happen one time. It's something that is consistent. Praise God. It's something that is consistent. And what ensures that you consistently work is by staying in the truth that you have received. Or walking in the truth that you have received. When a believer decides not to walk in the truth he has received, he is either you don't have to say it, you can say I'm a Christian, but you are walking anti what you believe in. Praise God. You're walking anti what you believe in. And this is what he says in verse 7 of that same scripture. He says, I say this because that is second John verse 7. Because John has just one chapter. Second John has one chapter. He says, I say this because many deceivers uses the word many deceivers. <laughs> many deceivers have gone out into the world. Brothers and sisters, they are in the world. They did not just go out. They are in the world. Praise God. They deny that Jesus Christ came in a real body, which is what we said earlier, where he said, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And somebody's telling you that, no, he is not the way. He doesn't, in fact, he didn't even come himself to make the way, praise God. He doesn't have a real body. He says, such person is a deceiver and an antichrist. Such person is a deceiver and an antichrist. I just looked up what a deceiver is. A deceiver sounds like a receiver. A deceiver, as 
the Greek word is called um, planos. And it means misleading or leading into error. It means misleading or leading into error. And the use of the word and it's, it's what qualifies a person. Praise God. Deceiver is an adjective. It qualifies a person. And I looked up how many times it appears in the Bible. And it appears five times. Right? It appears five times. In one of the occasions, which is used in 1 Timothy 4 verses 1, it says, he uses the word seducing spirits. This is the word seducing spirit. And when you hear the word seduce, in fact, what comes to mind is sexual immorality, right? Where, where you are seduced to do something, where you're lured to go a different way from the original way. Praise God. Means that as a believer, you have the way, right? But for something to take you off from the way, the thing has to tell you, come this way, come this way. And we have, we have people that are on the way, because a person that is already on the wrong way, they need to be seduced. Do they need to be seduced? No, because you're already headed in the path. Like, why would I waste my energy with you when I have you already? Praise God. So, understand that this is a serious issue when a believer says he's in the truth and is giving room for things to lure him or her away from the truth. I said earlier, if you have the truth, you hold on to the truth. If you had something of great value, some of us, money is what we have or we can hold on to and not let it go. Praise God. If you have something of great value, you have to guard that thing. You have to, when I say that, guard, guard. You have to guard it. <laughs> you have to guard it. You have to guard it. You have to hold it tight because you it will be taken away from you if you don't, if you don't, if you blink. Praise God. And how you hold Unto the truth, or how you guard your heart is by allowing the word of God dwell within you. Praise God. Allowing the word of God dwell within you, what will happen is that when you see something that is error, you are able to tell it very quickly. Praise God. When you see error, you know this is wrong, right? You don't need anybody to tell you. Some of us, we are, and that is what um, that's what social media does to us, it desensitizes us. This makes us feel like it's normal. Like everybody, it's normal, very normal. I was, I was sharing with the pastor this man. I think I, I showed my wife the video yesterday. Somebody was having an interview with Lucifer. It's actually a drama, but it was very insightful. Because what the devil said he was doing was that, don't worry, I'm just going ahead to desensitize people. You know, all this thing about gay, transgender. Yeah, it's just confuse them. Make a man think he's a woman. Make a woman think she's a man. In other words, going against what God's word is. And then, because when a man thinks he's a woman and a woman thinks he's a man, at the end of the day, there's not going to be any proper reproduction, right? Because they have already confused the roles. Just make them confused. And because it's very confusing. And, and what he was saying is that he had planned it already. He has done Agbad campaign. And there's a reason why it's called pride. Because... Anywhere you know, pride in the Bible is related to one person. Praise God. Said even say we went ahead to take the color rainbow, which is God's color, and pervert it into our own color because people can pick things. You know, I was reading something. You know, when you read something and think that is news, or that thing just happened. When if you go, if you just take your Bible and go way back, you discover that this is the origin of it. This person just put one or two things together and then confused it. And really, we're in a world where lies is 
cough down our throat every now and then. And just when you see a lady half naked, it's normal. Like, people go to the beach. Just, I thought you're just overreacting. You're just overreacting. You're just, or not that you're just seeing it as normal. And when it happens, you don't even know that. Because in our cell, I think I told them, I said, we're saying, I said, the Bible says to flee, right? And we ask, okay, what is flee? Flee is not run. Flee is not walk away. Please. <laughs> Praise God. And some of us will just be like, oh no, it's nothing. And then when it happens, you're like, oh Lord, I'm sorry. But you didn't see that the clouds were gathering. You didn't see that things were going in that direction. But a person who is keen on or knows the truth, the moment they see error, they're like, no, I don't agree. You know, some of us, we don't want to disagree with the person. Just say, no, you know what? It's your own thing. That's the way it is. But in my Christianity, that is what. No, tell them that it is, it is true with all respect. Praise God. The fact that you think it's, and we see in scripture that the enemy has blinded their eyes to the truth. Blinded their eyes to the truth. And I want you to be confident in the truth that you have. And some of us, we lack the confidence, so we cannot tell somebody what the truth is because we're not even sure what the truth is. Well, you don't want to go and then you're trying to combat them and they combat you. <laughs> if you have that fear, it's because you don't even know what to believe in. Praise God. The moment you get to a point where you know for a fact that this thing is true, this is my reality. You know, good news to us is bad news to them. Praise God. You understand that? Good news to us is bad news to them. Because when you know that the end for you is destruction, you don't like to hear that. Praise God. But it's the truth. Because you are like someone trying to jump off a plane and you don't have any parachute or anything. And then you are hoping that somehow the Lord is going to give his angels charge over you. And then you are still quoting scripture. Even the devil quoted the scripture. He said, he tells those deceivers, turn this stone to bread. Like, it's not easy. It's written. Man shall not live by bread alone. Because even Jesus himself used the truth to counter the lies of the enemy. And even when he says, throw yourself, he even goes and quotes, he quotes the scripture, but Jesus Christ puts the scripture in, that gives him, brings it back to context, praise God. And I want you to be able to arm yourself with the truth. Colossians 3 verses 16. Colossians 3 verses 16. Laughing because I'm just on the first week. <laughs> Colossians 3, verse 16. It says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly with, in all wisdom. It says, Dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Means that you have to, and I say this because some of us are here, we don't even know what the Bible says about major issues. During when we are discussing still, that they say, Ah, really? The will of God is for us to abstain from Ah, I didn't know. It's like the news just came to you in the cell. Praise God. Or there's somewhere in the back of your head, they say, you know, parents will tell you, if you cut man, you will get pregnant. So, not a thing. And then, you know, that's a lie too. They say, if you touch man, you get pregnant. Then what happens is when you touch man, and then you're like, oh no, I'm pregnant, now I'm pregnant. Then you now, <laughs> you now found out that you're not pregnant. Then you're like, he lied to me. Have you seen that people that lie to there's this anger? How can you lie to me? And then, most of the times, if that anger is not, scripture is not the one coming that anger, you will now want to say, I will show you people. And then you now do yourself in the process. Praise God. 
in trying to show them that this thing that they told you was a lie. Praise God. But look at what the word of God encourages us to do. Is to let his word dwell with you. And simply tells us that hiding your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Praise God. Means that if you hide the word of God in your heart, when life situation or challenges come at you, you don't find the easy way out of it. Distrust God in that situation. It says, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Praise God. I want us to <laughs> have to do this now in closing. I want us to give us examples or tell us why, or let me just do that very quickly. In 1 Timothy 3 verses 15. 1 Timothy 3 verse 15. Take us there very quickly. And the agency by which God's word works in us is it ensures that our minds are renewed. As a believer, if your mind is that of the world, you will act like the world. Praise God. If your mind is not renewed, you are not going to be able to walk in the victory that you have. We have in Christ Jesus. Praise God. You're always going to be dealing with things that are anti-Christ. You'll be dealing with a lot of issues that means that that area of your life needs Jesus. The point of first Timothy, sorry, three verses fifteen. First Timothy three verses fifteen. Yes, I don't So you see, but if I tarry long, that thou mayest give me confidence. I don't want to sound a hero. Uh, thank you. you see, but if I but if I am delayed, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground. Some other translation will say the pillar and foundation of the truth. Praise God. The church of God is the pillar and foundation of the truth. It's a pillar and foundation. The pillar of a building holds the building, the foundation. In fact, the pillar and so the building stands. The foundation and so the building stands as well. All of them are they're doing the same job. Because if there's earthquake, what ensures that the building is still standing is the foundation in partnership with the pillar. Praise God. All of those things. And the church of God is that. Note that when we say the church of God, when we say the church of God, we're not talking about the building. Praise God. For you as a believer to be standing and standing firm. You have to have God on the inside. And God designed our system in such a way that we're not in isolation. We have a fellowship. And I tell people this all the time. Don't allow the devil lie to you that we are different from one another. That's how the devil separates us. Because in the kingdom of God, we are brothers and sisters, right? Regardless of your nationality. Those are the walls that the enemy will utilize to tear us apart. Praise God. And understand that in this kingdom, we share the same father, right? As Emmanuel was saying last week, that it's a family. The church of God is a family. And he emphasized that point, that in this church, we look out for you. And even when you lie to us, we know you're lying to us, but we will still love you and look out for you. Praise God. And, and the church of God is a pillar. Just of God is where truth is established. And note that we are stewards, right? We're people that are stewards of the truth. The church of God is where the truth of God abounds, and we are meant to 
in store. We do not, we don't generate this truth. We are people that are responsible for handling the truth. The truth of God is what we are responsible for, and filling our responsibility will result that will result in the lives of others being like there's a consequence for filling your responsibility. I understand that God calls us to be faithful stewards, and God calls us to uphold the truth. God calls us to stand in that place, and the truth works alongside love, right? If you have truth without love, it tends to be harsh or brutal, right? When you communicate truth and there's no love. How many of you have had somebody telling the truth? You know it's the truth, but it doesn't. And then when you have love and there's no truth, it's actually hypocrisy because you're looking at the person in the eye and the person is doing something and then you're just loving them. Praise God. And I love the fact that in that scripture that we looked at, there has to be, the two has to go hand in hand. Where, because of the love you have for the person, because you know that the end is death or this, or this action is wrong, you, in love, correct them. Praise God. And, you know, the way you correct an adult and the way you correct a child, there are two different ways. Praise God. Some are more because the danger will amount, will tell you the amount of how you stand. Because if you don't do that, I, I use this example always of a child that is going into fire, going into fire, telling, oh no, stop it, stop it. You know, when you're not there, the child will, what you have is it, and the child will roast himself of some sort. And then you have to deal with the consequence of that action of the child because you are not trained them well. I think a mother, I, I say this all the time, the mother took the hand of the little child and got a cup of hot water and just placed the hand of the child there. Just, the, just for the child to have a feel of what hot water can do. Not to talk of when the fire now is in the mix. Praise God. And that in itself has, I think the next time what happened was that the child was just going away from the fire. And the question was like, what did he do to this boy? Because you know, he and fire, the boy likes going around to fire to find out. Praise God. But at the end of the day, the child learns a lesson. Because the, the action of the mother in love will save the child from impending danger that happens when the child does that without the guidance of the supervision of the parent. Praise God. So very quickly in closing, I'd like us to understand that freedom or being set free, the agency or the instrument God uses for that is the word of God. Even at the point of salvation, it was the truth that you heard that set you free. And walking in truth is what helps you walk in freedom or in victory. Praise God. And I say this to say that you can be taken out of slavery, but it takes the word of God to ensure that the slavery you had experienced that is on your inside is taken out of you. Praise God. What we have is believers that have God has delivered you and set you free. But your mentality and your mindset is still that of a slave. Praise God. You are still having a mindset and mentality of that of a slave. And what God does by his word is that he renews your mind. He tells you you are my child. He tells you you are chosen. He tells you you are not at the back. Kicking you. In fact, it tells you that you are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. It says 
you are royalty and you are still a priest. And I want you to understand that royalty, when we say royalty, the kings in those times were enforcers. They enforced good over evil. Praise God. That's why people, that's why people made the king when there was a problem. The two women that came to King Solomon, they needed justice. And the kings ruled with justice. Praise God. Even though the kings then were just God wants to be king over our lives, but man wanted they wanted they wanted things their way. Praise God. And I want you to understand that you are a king. You enforce truth over lies in your life. And if you don't know the truth, what kind of a king will you be? Or you're a queen. And then if and you're a prophet, praise God. Say you're a priest. If you cannot be able to pray, if you are not cannot be able to worship, then it means that you're worshiping something else. Praise God. I said you're you're not giving Keep to the truth means that you are living a lie. Praise God. And then he said you're a prophet. Means that as a prophet, you proclaim the good news. Scripture says you proclaim the excellency of him that has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. All of these are tied together. You are a royal priesthood, you are a holy nation, and you are showing forth. They say truth cannot be hidden. Praise God. You're showing forth the excellency of him that has Hold you out of darkness into his marvelous light. I want you to open your mouth and say, Father, I thank you because I am walking and will continue to walk in the truth. Open your mouth and say this. I am walking and I will continue to walk in the truth. I will ensure that your word dwells rich in my life. I will ensure that your word is root, takes root in my life and we see the fruit. I will continue to abide. I will continue to stay present. I'm not going to be offline in you. I'm going to continue to stay consistent in my work with you. I'm not going to allow the things of this world distract me. And by your spirit, I'm able to do all this. And I'm not going to detach myself from the family of God's people. I'm not going to say, oh no, I don't feel like going to church. I don't feel like attending cell. I don't feel like attending any services. Know that you are Saying no to God and yes to the enemy by your actions. You might not mean it, but by implication, that is what it is. You open your mouth and say, Father, I thank you because I'm not going to be walking in this life without the Thank you for listening to our sermon today. We hope you were blessed by this teaching. If you want to learn more about our church, please visit our website or follow us on social media. We would love to connect with you and hear your feedback. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast channel and share it with your friends and family. You never know who might need a word of encouragement.